Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to the Excellent Podcast. This is the show where we sit down and watch every single episode of Regular Show and give you a breakdown. My name is Jason, and I'm with... Uh, Josh. Jesus Christ, we're changing up the intro so much. I think about this every single time we edit. I don't think we've we've done an intro like consistently. We we kind of have like the same like lines, but like something yeah. is always different about it for the most part. But yeah. And we and well, so, for, at least for me, I have the I have the intro in front of me every single time just to, <laughs> to help me. Yeah. Um so how are you doing today, Josh? Dude, Hated work. I hate work. You hated work. Why? Why'd you hate work today? So, from, uh, from ten o'clock to about three o'clock, it was nonstop busy. Okay. So and and I and I come in at work for at eight o'clock to open and everything, right? Yeah. So and I'm. Usually you're supposed to get a break. Mm-hmm. I did not get a break. You did not get a break at all. No, and I even st- I even had to stay afterwards just to um do extra prep stuff because I that's what I normally do and what that's what I'm supposed to do. But because it was so busy, I didn't have the chance to do that. Right. So is is your job like the kind of um, place where? Yeah, uh, like a supervisor has to dismiss you to go take fifteen, and then you like come back later, or you just like take breaks, like whenever you're, um, you're not busy, and you're like, yeah, I'll take my fifteen right now. Well, no, I would have to tell, I would have to tell someone, or else they'll wonder where I am. Yeah. So back when I was at the at the cupcake shop, um, it was one of those jobs where it's like, you're responsible for your own work. Take your fifteen minute break whenever, but just use your judgment on uh, like how busy you are and like um, when you think you can. Uh, when I worked at Walmart, though, we had to be dismissed for our fifteen minute breaks. Except we never really took fifteen minute breaks. They were uh, we always went over time. Um, well, have you ever had a job where you uh, were able to like kind of like sneak and take a longer break than fifteen? I do that anyways. And for me, it's not even fifteen. I get twenty, but okay. Some, oh, some good. most of yeah. Sometimes I even go for like thirty. Or there was one time where I accidentally, quote unquote, accidentally did an hour. Damn. Okay. I, the only reason why it was an hour is because there was traffic, because I went out to go get food. But on the way back, it was, it was uh, there was traffic, and I think I got turned around at one point. Oh geez, um, the longest fifteen minute break that I ever took at Walmart was probably, I want to say uh, definitely two hours, but maybe two, two and a half hours. <laughs> it was long, and like there was like this back room where nobody ever like went into, and um, me and the other Cap Two workers, uh, Cap Two are the people who stock the shelves. Mm-hmm. We just hung out in there all the time during our breaks, and no one ever checked it. Oh, and um, sometimes the chill supervisor used to take his breaks with us, mm-hmm. and we, and uh, he would take super long breaks too. But I mean, I mean, who's really they, watching the store? Like, who needs to? And they never noticed either. Mm. Um, well, I highly doubt that's that's the case now. Yeah, 
Um, so jobs kind of uh, relate to today's episode where um, it is season two, episode 25, first day. And um, it, as you can tell from the title, it is Mordecai and Rigby's first day at the park. Uh, so let me ask you, Josh, uh, so we could relate. What mm-hmm. was your first job? Uh, I'm still technically at my first, not even technically, I am at my first job. Okay, so, uh, and when did you get that job? Like, how old were you? I was 19. Okay, so pretty consistent. That's mm-hmm. good. I, I, it's, it's weird, because saying that out loud, it's like, it doesn't feel like it's been, how many years? It hasn't been, like, three years. Yeah, so what, if, uh, 19, that means we were, what, sophomores in college? Yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. Um, my first job, so I I had like quote unquote jobs as a kid. Like I would uh I would like rake leaves and shovel driveways and stuff like that. Okay, um, but it's not government official jobs. Yeah, like I, and I would I would help my dad out with like the DJ business and stuff like that. But my first like job job in the sense that I had like an HR department and things like that mm-hmm. um was Walmart again um. And I was, I was seventeen years old, and it was uh, right at the end of second sem- or first semester of our senior year. Do you do you um do you think that um I I remember as we were getting the or becoming the age of sixteen, uh, mm-hmm. you were supposed to get a job at sixteen just to just to save up money. Uh, what, what you were you told that? that? Oh, um, I was told, uh, I was told that, um, not exactly right when I became 16. Mm-hmm. Um, well, 16 is like the legal age that you could like get a job at. Yeah. But, um, I guess there wasn't really anything going on in my life where, um, my parents being like, oh, you got to start helping out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, cause I already kind of was already helping, uh, with my dad, yeah. but it was and it wasn't until um that semester of senior year where um i was doing a lot of things like um i was going on a lot of like field trips with uh band and choir um and i was like doing the plays and the musicals and then i was also taking private voice lessons that year so that was a lot of money um so my parents were like hey if we're going to be funding these then like we want you to get a job so you could like have your own spending money so you don't have to rely on like us for that so I was like, yeah, I mean, I, and I wanted to start working and getting, um, having a job anyway. So it all worked out. Uh, cause I'm only asking this because one, I didn't, uh, obviously because my first job was when I was 19, but on a, I don't think, to be honest, I don't think it really matters what age you get your first job as long as you have, I don't know, as long as you get a job at some point. <clears throat> Yeah, so while my first job was when I was in when I was seventeen, it wasn't until uh, around the age of like nineteen, where I was really taught like uh, really big work work ethic. Mm-hmm. Um, my my parents kind of instilled that on me, being like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna have you work for the DJ business." But like, it wasn't until like uh, when I was on my own where I took the initiative and like was like trying to get a lot of hours in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, f- I feel that because yeah. like even now, um, I'm trying. I'm trying to get 
more hours because a there's a lot of people at my location and b i mean even though i'm working like three four days no no no, not even three four at least four or five days a week um Mm -hmm. it's still it still doesn't cover like a whole lot of things that i would like in terms of payment you know what i mean exactly yeah uh but what was i gonna say oh yeah so my little my little cousin right she's uh how old is she jesus christ um it's like she's about 13 14 now maybe mm-hmm. yeah uh she was asking me uh when i last saw her she asked me like oh do, do, do i need to get a job at this or when do i need to get a job I'm like Okay, just I'd I'd recommend get a job as early as possible so a you can save up money for college and have a budgeting system so you can have money for yourself. Those are things I wish I knew when I was younger, but instead I was dumb enough and I didn't do any of that, and I'm only doing it now. And of course, like there are like moments in life will that will eventually bring you to that moment. Um. Because, like, you have to, like, learn that responsibility at some point uh, mm-hmm. or unless it's going to come back to bite you in, in the butt later on. Mm-hmm. So it's good that we ended up, that we learned it when we did. Of course, we all wish that we had learned it earlier, but uh, it was good when we did. Um, my moment was COVID when the entire quarantine uh, happened um, because it was that summer uh, following March 13th of 2020, that fateful day where I had plans to just keep working at the cupcake shop shop over the summer and um, keep saving up money for my semester abroad. And that's when uh, I was downsized and I wasn't getting any hours in because the cupcake shop was closed. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting at home just like, uh, I mean, classic quarantine stuff, just waking up, eating, playing video games, watching movies and TV, and then going to bed and repeating it for months and months on end. And it was I was, it was really starting to drive me crazy. I, like, I was so, I was like, it's just the same thing all day, you know. Um, and I was like, I, I need to be working, but I'm not getting that money. So, by the oh, time I never, I, did, I never got that. So, um, well, I, I had like a motivator or because um, I knew that I, I had uh, the UK coming up and I need money for that. So, by the time I did come, come back to work. I knew that, like, oh, hey, even though I'm working Monday to Friday at 6 a.m. to 1 p.m., it's, like, hella early, and, like, uh, it's I'm working hard. Like, I I have to uh, appreciate that I, I'm able to get, like, these hours in. So mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like, you know, COVID, like, really helped me in a way because it taught me hard work, I guess. I think that's the same way with my brother. Except now. <laughs> Um, so real real quick uh i have to interrupt how long have has uh your audio been recording uh 14 minutes why hmm okay so i looked at my laptop and my recording stopped oh boy at at 11 minutes okay so i think you might have been just talking to yourself for three minutes there that's that's fine you can sync it up I mean, it doesn't make sense of you just talking to yourself, so I think I'm. I mean, I mean, to, but it's it's all right. Yeah. yeah. More okay. Here, 
started up again or is it started yeah it's already started hold on let me uh what happens if i do it what is up everybody and welcome hold on uh no not that it stopped at like a good checkpoint so okay so um, it basically stopped where i said my brother is my roommate it stopped right when you we started talking about your brother so it, it's a good like halfway point okay well but moral of the story is uh i have a roommate that uh it makes it very hard for me to record. So there, I have so, two methods. We have two methods of record. Well, for me, for record. One is at my desk where I do most of my stuff. Or the other one, which is right now, or is how we're doing it right now, is where I have my AirPod plugged in to my, um, connected to my PC. And then I'm just recording the old way that I used to do it with my phone and then my Apple ear earphones. Yeah, and you are watching regular show on your Switch today. On my Switch. Right? Yeah, I. it's a good thing that you reminded me uh, to, to watch it on my Switch because I have not used it in about a couple months, so it, it was dead. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Yeah, so I had it. So as soon as I got home, I plug, I found or I grabbed the charger and I plugged it in. So hopefully, yeah, yeah it's at 95%. I'll be fine. Yeah, so that's good. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, um, you might have heard in previous episodes, um, his, uh, Josh's roommate's keyboard. Does he have blue switches or something? I don't fucking know. They, we they, both they're, have. They're we loud. both have. Um, we both have keyboards that have very clickety noises. And you know what's fun? You know what's weird? Back what's in the up? day, uh, he's using the same keyboard that I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but he never used it because he said he got annoyed by the clicking noises. What? Okay. I know, but I don't know when he started using the that keyboard that makes the same clicking noise. I'm like, okay, well, if you're so, annoyed yeah. by it. Why are that you using clicking, it? that clicking noise that unfortunately bleeds into our recording, and because uh his roommate is not very considerate, and um doesn't have a job and thinks the world revolves around him, um. He he doesn't give a shit that like uh, we we have like stuff going on. It's it's a shared space. It's the whole point of being like a roommate and sharing your place with another person. Um. So I yeah we've said all this before, leaving us with the short end of the stick. Blah blah blah. Um. But yeah, if it makes you feel better, Josh, I am also in a closet right now. Why are you in the closet? Wait wait wait. Where are you? <laughs> I um I'm at my dad's house actually. Oh. Uh, about okay. um a couple blocks away from our middle school and high school, which ninety nine percent of our stories come from on the show. Wait, um, so then how are you? How are you supposed to get to, for Sunday? How are you supposed to? Oh well, Sunday, uh, we are gonna be recording in person. Yeah, I know, but like, how are you supposed to get to North Central? I have my van here. Oh fuck! Yeah, you know what? Actually, I you know what I could do. What? I could drive to your dad's house because he does live in the same neighborhood as Jacob, right? Uh, yeah, we do. I could just, I do kind of want to get a r- drive around in your van. Um, so unfortunately, uh, so we're recording Sunday morning, but mm-hmm. Saturday night I am sleeping on campus, so I'm not going to be oh, around well, my dad. But we could still take a ride around in my van if that's Hell cool. yeah. Let's do it. All right. So, um, yes, stay tuned for the next. Uh, we're going to shoot for, we're definitely going to record two episodes in person when we meet on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that. 
and we are coming up to the end of the season, so let's yep. get right into it. Today, yeah. again, we are watching Season 2, Episode 25, First Day. So, we open up with the regular show title card, and the title card, First Day, written and storyboard by J.G. Quintel. And the first thing... It's not Trips and Birds anymore. It's actually a song that plays over a montage of a nice summer day at the park. So we it see. Is. And, um, well, um, well, first we have to say the song is actually a real life song. It is mm-hmm. I'm Alright by Kenny Loggins. You know, for the longest, it sounds so familiar, but I never knew the name. I um, first heard the song when I watched this episode as a kid, and then every single time I hear it, it's not often, but when it does come on, I always think of this episode. Me too. So we're taking through a montage of um of a tip of a I wouldn't say typical day of at the park, but it's just how uh some of the park members spend their time at the park. So first we see Skips working on the car, he's underneath it, he takes a soda, drinks it. Uh, we see Muscle Man and Fives mowing the lawn, and we see we actually see Margaret pass by, and uh, assuming this is way before Muscle Man had uh, Starla, uh, he mm-hmm. checks her out. Yeah, you know what? I wouldn't blame him. And this is also um, before Margaret and Mordecai knew each other. Oh um, yeah, and, and we're we're gonna explain why uh, if you haven't figured out what's kind of what's the premise of this episode yet mm-hmm. but keep going so uh then we then we see benson opening up a mailbox and just looking at some letters and then we get a quick little scene of mordecai and rigby uh outside of a bus stop and the bus drives away mordecai and rigby or mordecai is holding a newspaper that says that has a help wanted sign and it's uh for the park it's for the park and yeah, it says uh, groundskeepers with uh, no work experience. Yeah, no no experience necessary for the local park. Um, so that's cool. Uh, Mordecai and Rigby um, walk to the park. And then they, uh, as soon as they enter the front gates, Pops drives up in his golf cart waving high. Uh, Rigby kind of um, like uh, inches Mordecai on the elbow being like, hey, check out his big ass head. And then Mordecai like punches him. Um, so Pops gets out of the cart and then um, they introduce themselves. Uh, Mordecai says, oh, well, this is, um, there's no dialogue because the music is still like going on. But basically Mordecai tells Pops like, oh, hey, we're here for the for the uh, job opening. And then Pops is like, oh, yeah. So then Mordecai and Pops shake hands. And then after um, Rigby and Pops shake hands as well. So they all know each other. And then Pops pulls out two lollipops, two uh, butterscotch ripples out of his jacket and he gives it to Mordecai and Rigby and they they're all confused and then they take them and then Pops uh says like this way um we're kind of like inches them towards the house this is when the bridge of the song starts to build up and then they go inside of the house and as soon as Pops opens the door we get like this big like glamorous like wide shot of the house and then Mordecai and Rigby are they're like their jaws are to the floor because they're so like whoa and then we do this sort of like uh um what's the term called it 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 kind of zooms in on mordecai and rigby 
but they stay the same size, but the background becomes like uh, larger. It's it's not exactly like a racking focus shot, but it's like a like a zoom perspective type of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the song goes doo, 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 and then we get just like a huge quick montage of all the rooms in the house. Um, Pops brings Mordecai and Rigby up to their new room, and obviously it's empty. And then Mordecai and Rigby high five, and then they celebrate their new job by cracking open a couple cold ones, which of course is soda for them. Uh, they were just enjoying their time, like hopping around the, the room with excitement. Rigby has a box of soda on his head, uh, and they're just like chugging down, and then it's nighttime, and then we um, are officially met with uh, the first round of dialogue for the day as the song slowly starts to fade out. So, <clears throat> Josh, what what is exactly going on in this episode? Like, what's special so- about this episode? What's special about this is that way, like we see how Mordecai and Rigby started out at the park because the first episode, which is the power, we they're already established at the park. Um, a good example is like the room, like it's it's empty, like there's nothing there. But in the first episode, you already see like a bed and a trampoline already in there. So uh, you're assuming that like Mordecai and Rigby have been there for not quite a while, but a good enough time where they could afford furniture for themselves. Yeah, so this episode is officially the first ever prequel in a regular show. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And we, we've had episodes where they like have like a, like flashbacks um, and stuff like that, and they tell old stories. But this is the first yeah. time where like the entire episode, it, um, like we're not in real time anymore. This is old, old events. Yeah. Um, and kind of like how you were saying, like, we kind of get, like, a little backstory. Uh, we find out Mordecai and Rigby's backstory and how they started working at the park. Um, and I like how we kind of get, like, a small preview of each park employee, like, at the beginning when they're all working and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so it is officially morning. Josh, take it away. Oh, I was going to I was gonna say one more oh, thing. Oh, yeah. What's that? I was going to... Uh, and the second thing, or on my second thing in notes, I wrote down, like, uh, with during the whole montage and without dialogue or anything, uh, it's already showing every single park member's personality without them actually saying anything or revealing anything. So, for example, uh, Skips is, I guess you would say, like a groundskeeper, but he fixes everything. Like he's almost like the, um, I would. I was going to say top dog, but that's probably the best way I could describe him or his yeah, role he, in the park. Uh-huh. And then Benson is probably the boss because obviously who would you really take out a letter? If you were an employee, would you really take out the mail for, for your work and just start reading them? Yeah. And, um, and from how that uh, shot was executed, it can be like assumed that Benson was like looking through like bills and stuff. Yeah. Uh, how he was like looking down at it in anger. So we could kind of assume that he's the boss and he mm-hmm. deals with paperwork and stuff. Mm-hmm. Even, even with uh, Mordecai and Rigby, like uh, Rigby, when he first saw Pops, he made fun of Pops. He uh, made fun of his big head. But then Mordecai being the responsible one saying, hey, don't be a don't be childish and act like uh, act cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then with Muscle Man, uh, he had his shirt off and he was wearing like sunglasses. And then he kind of takes a look at uh, the Lady Margaret, 
So that gives a glimpse to his character. Um, yep. We don't get too much of fives, but he was yep. standing next to Muscle Man, so we could assume that they were like two friends that like fuck around like that. Yeah. So e- even then, uh, so the the creators do a good job of um, y- um, using like a like a silent film, I guess. There. I don't think I could um, ever watch a silent film. I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. See, yeah, I, I I'm a big fan of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but anyways. So we cut to morning. An alarm starts beeping. It's eight fifteen. Mordecai groan or he Mordecai turns off the alarm. He groans. He gets up. He tries to get uh Rigby to wake up, but Rigby, being Rigby, is just grunting, not wanting to get up. Um, but Rigby or but Rigby, but Mordecai, being all responsible and everything, he says, "Okay, we need to get up so we can get ready for work." Rigby finally. Getting up, saying, okay, okay, ugh. Yeah. Um, so, because it's their first day, again, they have no furniture in their room. Mm-hmm. Um, Mordecai is sleeping under a, a blanket, and he has, like, a single pillow. And Rigby is sleeping underneath a pile of uh, his ratty clothes. Um, so, again, a good attention to detail on kind of explaining these characters without actually explaining with words, you know? Yeah. Um, so... <clears throat> Mordecai, uh, as Rigby starts to wake up, Mordecai looks around the room. And he's like, "Dude, like this is so awesome. I've um I've never had a job that gives you a place to live." And then Rigby says, "I've never even had a job." And then he starts to, like rifle through all of his clothes, like making a mess. And then Mordecai kind of stares down at him. He's like, "Yeah, so here's the thing. I kind of told them that you'd be a good idea to hire. So can you try not to do the whole Rigby thing?" And Rigby's like, "What do you mean by Rigby thing?" And he's like, "I mean that you're lazy." Rigby's like, I'm not lazy. And then Mordecai says, like, well, you were too lazy to fill out an application for this job. And that's why he vouched for you in the first place. And then um, Rigby says, just because I was too lazy to do something boring, like fill out a job application, doesn't mean I'm lazy. Um, it keeps escalating, but Mordecai just cuts it off there. He's like, okay, okay, fine. Look, let's just both promise, starting right now, that we're not going to do anything to screw this up. Okay? Rigby says, okay. And then he says, do you think there's breakfast stuff in the kitchen? Only one way to find out. Um, so we cut to the next scene, and it is right here. What what is the first thing you notice? The first about thing this I know- entire scene. Yeah. Well, okay. Do I state the obvious or do I just? Uh, yeah. Go for the obvious. The elephant uh, in the room. Okay. Well, um, I I actually don't even know. We might not be on the same wavelength with this. Oh, uh, we'll uh, see here. But I put down uh, this entire breakfast sequence was an entire was uh, uh, was an ad for uh, this show. Um. So yeah. Well, there's that. That's right. There's that one. Um. So if you pause at like, um, actually here let let's just let the scene play, and then we'll go back to to, to like uh, break it down. Just seeing like watching the entire scene go down. And um, how the characters look, the design, the animation. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. That you were talking about that. Oh yeah, I I, I knew you had it in your head, but like, yeah, yeah, that, that was so, like the one of the three things in my head. Okay, uh, so what was the the other thing you mentioned too? What's what's the other? Uh, the other one was the cereal that Rigby grabbed. It's soggy oat nuts. Oh, hello. 
hello? Jason? No fucking way. Okay, hold on. I gotta check on something. Ugh. So, uh, I'll just continue. Are you back in your closet? Yeah. Okay, so, I'll continue. Mm-hmm. So, yes. The thing that you notice first about this entire scene or like the biggest thing that stands out is that the animation is completely different like um like at 235 um you could see mordecai and his uh his eyes and um his like kind of like eyebrow area is different and then even like rigby who like leans in like his nose looks a little like round and then when they pour the even when they like pour the the cereal into the bowl and like they're like scooting, J- just the entire animation it looks very old, you know. Um, yeah, it it looks like they were still trying to get down at least Mordecai's design. So but- look at look at two thirty five and look at the way Mordecai like grabs the milk carton and like takes it out of the fridge. Mm-hmm. You see how he kind of like he kind of like snatches it and it looks very different. It looks like very like. Um, I don't know, like, rigid. The movement yeah. is very slow. So, that's because... Um, wait, let me go back to my notes. Of course, I gotta scroll all the way the hell down. First Day is an updated and extended version of the pilot episode made to act as a prequel for the rest of the series. So, yes. Um, the first episode of Regular Show, technically according to, like, the, the program and the series count, was The Power... But the first time we ever saw the regular show universe, like Mordecai and Rigby, was this scene right here in a short called The Pilot. I feel like, um, I wrote down in my notes that if this episode specifically was the first in the series, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I think it would be, I, I wouldn't say better, but I think. I think it works perfectly as a first episode, you know? Yeah, it could. I mean, because it is their, their first day, and that, that's exactly what makes it a prequel, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and even just, like, the way that they talk, um, how Mordecai is, like, milk, cereal, cereal, and then they pour it in, they, like, combine. Like, that's... It sounds a little weird for them to say, like, sure, I guess that they would say that. Milk, cereal... Combine. But um, I know that a lot of um, JG Quintel made a lot of uh, short films in college, mm-hmm. and they kind of have a charm to it where they like talk in a certain way. Um, and Ooh. these lines right here and like just how they talk and like the pacing of it mm-hmm. kind of emulate that, and it doesn't really match like the the kind of style of the the regular show episodes that we're used to, you know. It- you know what I well we're gonna be coming up to it pretty soon, but um what you were saying what you reminded me about like the voice acting and everything, like how it's all slowed down, a little pacey. Just mm-hmm. like um there is one person that's that we'll get to or their first bit of dialogue will um or at least I think two of them. No. No 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 one of them you'll you'll see a drastic difference between this episode and probably previous episodes that we've seen them. Okay, yeah, definitely. Um, I'll, I'll point them out when we get to it. It's pretty quick. It's pretty soon, though, actually. <clears throat> sure, yeah. Um, so, and I I most definitely probably made the same note, Um, but I'll let you explain it when we get there. Um, mm-hmm. So, 
Mordecai and Rigby pour their cereal. Um, and then Rigby's about to dig in, but then Mordecai's like, oh, this is the only clean spoon left, dude. Let's play punchies for it. And Rigby's like, okay. So Rigby punches Mordecai. Nothing happens. And then Mordecai laughs, and then he punches Rigby back. And obviously Rigby loses because he's the weak one. And he's like, oh, fine, take it. Um, so Mordecai continues to... Um, uh, eat the cereal and he's like enjoying his job and everything and he's like oh man so far this job is awesome and um i still can't believe we get our own rooms and then rigby's like oh dude those rooms aren't cool there's nothing in them i had to sleep on the floor last night and he pours a bunch of cereal in his mouth and then mordecai's like yeah well once we um get some money we could go get stuff for it afterwards you know um and then rigby says like yeah i guess with his mouth full Mordecai says, you want some milk? Yeah. And so he starts to pour milk into Rigby's mouth, but then all of a sudden we are interrupted by Benson, who says like, hey, please don't eat up on the table like that. And then uh, when they say, hey, Rigby and Mordecai like look down and then Mordecai's like left pouring milk on Rigby's head. Um, so Pops also comes in and he's like, don't eat on the table like what? And then we get like this big like glamorous like oh sound this big like choir vocalizing sound um we could see that pops and benson are carrying out a chair a little cushiony type mini futon chair and um of course uh they were just talking about furniture and what do you know there's a piece of furniture and it looks like uh benson and pops are getting rid of it so um so i'll, I'll yeah. keep going Mm-hmm. Oh wait, actually no. This is the this is the character that I was talk uh, that I was telling you about like five minutes ago. Uh, ben Benson is the one that yes. has like a more slowed, paced talking a little bit, not on the lower side, but just like just don't eat on the table like that. Like tired, tired sounding almost. Yeah, you know, and he Benson like uh well his voice is still the same, but his uh again his pacing is slower. You know whose voice is not the same, though? Pops. Pops, so... You'll it's hear, just the way he talks. You'll hear, just, like, the way he talks, he's using, like, more complete sentences. He's more, like, a, like preppy and everything. Mm. He's not, like, as, like, silly. Because um, usually when Pops talks, he, like, speaks in a little, like, Pops gibberish that she was just like, ah, another Pops talk. But he's actually saying stuff that, like, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and also his voice is lower. Oh my, I've never seen anyone eat cereal like that. How quaint. Well, yeah, because they're, aren't, they're voiced by the same person. Yeah, they're voiced by the same person, but what I mean by his voice is lower is because, because this episode was recorded, like, at the very beginning of, of when the show started to, like, be produced, you could tell that these voice actors, like, hadn't really developed these characters yet. And mm-hmm. um, as the sh- series went on, the um, the characters started to like evolve. So Pops' voice naturally became higher, and that's why it's super low here because this was made a long time ago. Do Do you think we could potentially be good v- VAs? Um. Well, I've done voice acting before for um for the radio station. Um. Some of those uh commercials are still being heard on the air to this day. So. I think um. My resume for voice acting is our Schwam stuff and probably something from your channel way back in the day. 
Um, oh well, hold on. We we do have a have a promo at the beginning of our every single podcast episode. So there's that. There is that too. I I almost yeah. forgot about that. But yeah. Um. Ne- ne- next time we see each other, I'll have you listen to some of my promos that I've made. Ooh. Okay. So. Oh wait. I think I think um you showed I think um you showed me and Jake one but it didn't make it on the air for obvious reasons it didn't make it on the air for obvious reasons viewers here is the promo all right billy if i give you my laptop do you promise to be doing your homework on it yes dad of course for just homework oh i know my kid is not watching dad i swear i wasn't doing anything i was just i was just looking if you're worried about what your kid is being exposed to on the internet Visit the Naperville Community Television's website on cyber safety at nctv17.com because something like that can seriously rot a young one's mind. That's so bad. <laughs> it was one of my favorite ones, and uh, that was made for a class where um, we just like created promos for like uh, like every single week. And when I played that one in class, everyone started dying laughing, and what? the professor was like, "Is there something I'm not getting?" And we had to explain it to him. <laughs> Did you at least get a good grade on it? I did. Yeah, I got. Oh, I got. I, hell that yeah. was like my favorite class of the semester. All right. All right. So, anyways, uh, Benson and Pops are carrying the chair past Mordecai and Rigby. Pops still, um, questioning like, "Oh, what do you mean by eating on the table? Like what?" Benson just points at Mordecai and Rigby, saying like that. Then Pops, as they walk by, he says, "Oh, they're fine." Uh, Mordecai and Rigby. Uh, talking to each other, saying, "Oh, have you seen? Did you see that chair?" And Rigby agrees, like, "I love this. I love that. I love chairs." So they race out of the kitchen to outside, chasing Benson and Pops with the still carrying the chair. Um, Mordecai yells over to Pops, saying, "Like, hey, what are you gonna do with that chair?" Uh, Pops explains that he doesn't need it anymore. Uh, and but he says so it he, in a weird way, not yeah, in a weird way, like, but in a Pops way. He's like, oh, well, I no longer require its services, so Benson and I are taking it to the place where the big men may come upon it and whisk it away to Magic Trash City. And then Mordecai and Rigby just kind of uh, look over at Benson and be like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Benson was like, we're throwing it away. <laughs> so there's that. Um, they, um, Rigby's like, oh, what? And Mordecai says like, yeah, why would you just throw that thing out? It looks awesome. Can we at least check it out before you chuck it? And then Pops is like, oh, well, that would be fine. Benson walks off. He's like, all right, so I got to get back to work. You guys help him throw that thing away when you're done. Um, Mordecai and Rigby start to admire the chair. They're like, look how awesome it looks. And then they start to, like, touch it. And then Rigby is like, dude, it sounds like old man pants. And he kind of makes a sound where it's like, yeah, I mean, I have to agree. It does sound like old man pants. And they, it, <laughs> it kind of makes uh, Mordecai laugh. And he does, like, a giggle. I'm not gonna um, lie to you. I could listen to that noise if I could, if uh, when I fall asleep. It's it's a little ASMR-y, I have to say, you know. I like um, that. So, Mordecai is like, oh, I'm gonna sit in it, and then Rigby's like, Oh, good idea. So Mordecai gets up, and he sits on the couch or the chair, and he's like, Oh yeah. And then we kind of hear the the chair make a sound, and then all of a sudden Mordecai is like. Uh, then Rigby's like, what? What's wrong? So Mordecai starts to resituate himself. He starts to do all these different positions. Like he, uh, he 
crosses both of his legs, he like hugs his knees, he like lays down on it, and then, hold on, <laughs> I, I think you might know what I'm about to mention. There's this one specific pose at 438, <laughs> where um he, uh, he, he does that thing where he like sits on the chair backwards, and like he has like the, the back and, and the front to it, mm, Yeah. except this chair is way too wide to be doing that, and it looks like he's fucking the chair. <laughs> uh, th- he's got long legs, so I'm pretty sure he's. Wouldn't don't you do that sometimes? If there's like a long enough chair, you just sort of just like spread your legs far out. A long chair like that? No, I don't. I do that with a normal chair. But like, do you but, ever just like open your legs a little? Just well, to I mean, stretch. Well, to relax. Like, I mean. Uh, I gotta admit, I, I am a bit of a of a man spreader. Like uh, exactly, but you like the way Mordecai is sitting, like th- this was literally turned into a dank meme with like a bunch of like filters on it, where it's like I'm fucking the chair and everything. So, but anyways, uh, after Mordecai does his like real little situation, he like does like a little backward somersault off it and sits back down. He's like, "This is the most uncomfortable chair I've ever sat in." And then Rigby's like, "Oh, what? Let me try." Pop says, yes, I'm afraid it's true. I purchased it through the post, and it just isn't as comfortable as it looks. Rigby is sitting down. He's like, oh, dude, this is terrible. Um, He's like, maybe we're just not sitting in it, right? Mordecai says, mm, mm, with an M. Um, So obviously that's supposed to be a hmm, hmm. But this might be another example of... um, because this was made a long time ago, uh, some lines and like little inside jokes just hadn't evolved yet. So maybe the original hmm was supposed to be an mm with an M, but it was changed to hmm later on, you know? I, th- I think they changed it to hmm because it was a little bit more easier sound to make rather than mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I still count it as a hmm, so put that down. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't. I, I actually did not catch that well i mean he is saying mm, but the whole point is that like on a technicality technicality he is like going like "Hmm, hmm," like the the whole meaning like why is that exactly he's saying that you know so yeah um put that down for lunchtime uh Mm -hmm. so then rigby tries a bunch of different positions just like mordecai he's like come on baby come on baby he's like lies down he jumps on it he's like um grabbing his like face and then he starts to like gnaw away at the side Mm -hmm. uh just like a little cartoon humor thing. And then he stops, he sighs, and he sits back down. He's like, it's just not comfortable, man. If you ask me, I think we should just throw it away. And Pop's like, oh, well, yes, that's what I was on my way to do. Um, but then what does Mordecai intervene with? Mordecai intervenes and says, hey, Pop, since you're throwing it out, uh, any- uh, since you're already throwing it out anyway, why not let us have it? Or why not let me have it, implying that just Mordecai having it. But Rigby steps in and says, no, let me have it. I asked first. But um, Mordecai kind of like puts his hand on Rigby and says, come on, Pops. But Rigby, they're both fighting at this point over the chair. Pops just laughs it off and he says, well, I don't I don't think I know who to give it to. But if you two can settle it between yourselves, then you're more than welcome to have it. Mordecai chuckles uh, because he obviously knows what game uh, to play to give himself the instant win. 
Uh, he suggests that they play punchies. Um, flaring his arms back, Rigby backs off from Mordecai and says, like, no way, I'm not playing that game with you anymore. If we're playing for something like that chair, we need to play something that takes a little bit more skill. Mordecai intrigued, saying, asking how much skill. Then Rigby doing this little uh, hand motion with rock with, uh, with his fist and is or with his hands, one in the shape of rock and the other in the shape of scissors. And he says, rock, paper, scissors. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of starts like uh, do this little dance, being like, "Oh yeah, rock paper scissors and everything," and then um while he's doing that, pops is laughing, being like, "Oh, I adore pop, uh, rock paper scissors," although where I come from, we call it quartz parchment shears, parchment shears. So, um, yeah, <laughs> Mordecai yeah. just yeah, I just realized something. Yeah, for the longest time, I thought. Pops was just saying quartz parchment shears because he's just weird. No, he's saying quartz because it's rock, parchment mm-hmm. because it's paper, and shears because it's scissors. I'm I'm the most thick person in the universe because I just got that. You're thick, all right. You, um, hey yo, hey yo. Um, see, I when I watched this episode, like I. I mean, I I relate. Like, I I just thought Pops was saying some weird stuff. Like, honestly, I didn't know what he was saying because like he he his accent was like a little weird. Where I I exactly know what I could understand him, but I know what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until I turned on subtitles I was like, oh, quartz parchment shears. That makes more sense. Um, but it doesn't matter because just like all the viewers, Mordecai just looks at Pops all weird, and he's like. He goes to Rigby, he's like, alright, how do you want to play it? Do you want to do 1, 2, 3, go? Or 1, 2, 3, shoot on 3? Uh, Rigby says, let's do it on 3. Uh, personally, I always go shoot. I think I, I think going on shoot is is better like rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Because it makes more sense that way. Yeah, um, they probably just had it on 3 so they could like save the, the extra animation that saves time in the episode, you know? Yeah, no, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, so before they start, Mordecai's like, let's stretch first. I don't want to pull my hammy or whatever. And, um, that's, that's been an ongoing joke in regular show. Uh, they don't want to pull their hammies. I know that they've said that before. Um, so Rigby I, I wrote says, down in my, I was going to say, like, I wrote yeah. down in my notes that, um, I'm pretty sure back in middle school, when we watched this episode, we, before we even played rock, paper, scissors, we would say that exact line before playing rock, paper, scissors exactly you know it makes a lot of a impact on our middle school days you know it really did (laughs) middle school lunch like i I have a note it's a short note later on about middle school lunch okay um and kind of relating to this episode it's not anything big though but um so mordecai and rigby start to stretch and then they start to crack all of their knuckles and it is some people would find it satisfying other people would find it disgusting it's just like a big sound of them cracking all of the joints and knuckles on their body. I mean, I find it's very satisfying. I mean, are are you a knuckle cracker? Yes, I just did it. <laughs> um, personally, I don't really crack my knuckles. Uh, I, uh, I I do this thing with my thumbs though, so my thumbs are double jointed. Um, and um, I do this thing where like I I flick it. And um, and it kind of 
it's it's turned into a tick at this point. You, um, okay, you're gonna have to show me in person. Uh, yeah, it's it's this weird thing I do. Uh, well, listeners, you don't know this. I, actually, I don't even know if you know this. So, wow. I have I have Tourette's, and there's yeah, one of the thumbs is like the the one thing that I do, and it's like um, it's a habit that I've had probably since I was little. But mm-hmm. but as for knuckle cracking, I I'm not a knuckle cracker, and I'm glad that I'm not. So you would never go to a chiropractor? Just, uh, oh, just for I, fun of it? I would go to a chiropractor definitely to like a like um get the satisfaction because i don't crack my knuckles but i love cracking my back that's like that bad there there was a time where i was just like down a giant rabbit hole of just seeing people getting their backs cracked and it felt so good because like i want that for myself there's like a bunch of tiktoks where um like uh, chiropractors crack backs and it's uh fun to listen to it's so good especially with the woods that um that haven't been able to crack or been able to there's a whole science that i could probably get into but i'm not going to do that yeah right now so but at at 604 uh what happens so um at where we are right now we see muscle man and fives come up to pops and ask and ask pops what what are the new guys doing pops explains to muscle man that they're just getting ready to play quartz parchment shears for my old sitalona which I'm assuming Solona means the the chair. Yeah. Oh, sit Alona. Oh, uh, because it's a because the chair is intended for one person. You sit alone. Uh, oh, that's I pretty smart. That oh, I'm clapping. I don't know if you can hear it. <laughs> I I heard it. Yes. Okay. So, uh, Muscle Man says nice, and then he gives he grins and looks at and looks at uh, fives. And he asks Pop, or he asks Pops, you know who else is gonna play quartz parchment shears for your old Silona? Pops asks who, and then Muscle Man gives the punchline, my mom, and then they're both uh, laughing, and gives high five Ghost a high five, and then they run off. Muscle Man saying, "I told you I was gonna say it." So then Mordecai asks Rigby, "Are you re- S Rigby?" ready and then rigby just gives off a little hmm so i don't know if you want to count that or not um it, it was just a little hmm it was a little hmm um see i feel like the whole point of them saying hmm, hmm, hmm is that you say it like a bunch of times yeah so i feel like this one was more like an agreement be like hmm like yeah. let's do it so um i did not catch it when i was watching this episode so mm-hmm. Maybe that was a sign that it wasn't actually a hmm. And being the fact that I cut the other one, I don't know. No, I'll count the other one. This one is just something to point out, too. Yeah, so probably so, not. The first one, yes. This one, no. No, yeah. So, uh, Mordecai and Rigby start. They both throw scissors and they tie. Pops is intrigued. They both shoot paper. Pops is still intrigued. Um, But then Benson drives past them again, or drives past them asking shouldn't you be throwing that thing away but pops being pops again says to benson quartz parchment shears they're playing quartz parchment shears and they've already tied two times mm-hmm. and it's absolutely fascinating benson just brushes it off and says like i have work to do and they shouldn't be playing that game it's an evil game and then pops just talks to himself like "Ooh, an evil game yeah um 
So obviously that's a kind of um, a little foreshadowing to be like, oh, is something going to happen like later in the episode? Because, uh, I mean, we are obviously know that the regular show always takes a turn. So that was kind of like our little hint hints being like, yep, they shouldn't be playing that game. And the rest of this episode, we'll find out why. Um, and so Mordecai and Rigby uh, keep on with their banter. B- Rigby's like, oh, you don't even know what I'm throwing next, baby. Mordecai says, I already know what you're going to throw before you even throw it, baby. It's not even possible, baby. They can just keep going back and forth. And then they keep rock, paper, scissoring. Uh, that sounds very wrong. That's ill. <laughs> they keep um, tying in rock, they paper, keep, scissors. They, that's better. They keep tying in rock, paper, scissors uh, over and over again. And then Pops is just super, super intrigued. And his like eyes are glowing blue for whatever reason. Um... Mordecai and Rigby still can't win, so Pops goes like, Oh, good show, jolly good show. So he puts on his walkie-talkie. Everyone come quick, the most amazing game of quartz parchment shears is happening right now. And he starts to laugh, and then we're taken into a montage. We have this uh, up-tempo, um, kind of like a rock pop-ish music. Yeah, um, somewhere around there. And um, this um, serves the purpose of... a. Uh, getting Mordecai and Rigby, like, through their, uh, rock, paper, scissor game, because, um, we see later on that they, um, they reach 99 ties in the game, so obviously we're not gonna sit here and wait for them to go up to 99, so that's the purpose of this montage, um, but we could see them slowly approaching 100, so the viewers could only assume that something big is gonna happen then, um, so I don't know what are the, wait, let me do some math here. So they they tied one hundred times, and both of them had three different combinations to do. So if you do three times three, you get nine. So every single rock paper scissors game, you have nine possibilities or nine combinations on how the game is going to work out. So if you take that number and you multiply it by how many times they played a game which is 100, you get 900. So, I, I'm i probably doing this wrong. So, the, the, the chance of them tying 100 times is 1 in 900. Did I do that right? I, I believe so. I, don't, I, I got I lost think... in what you were doing at first, but then I realized, oh, you're trying to find the probability of how much of what they're of uh, how they're tying. Exactly. So I, I don't know, but I, I, I think that that's how you do it. Hmm. I was going to ask you, did we or did you with someone else ever try tying in rock, paper, scissors a hundred times just to see what would happen? Um, that, no. You want to you wanna find out? So, yeah, we could do it next time when we record something. No, no, um, no. no. That would take way too long. Yeah, so <clears throat> we are out of the montage, and then um, what's happening? So we see a bunch of people uh, gathered around Mordecai and Rigby, some interesting characters. They're all holding up money. Um, Rigby is snarling. Mordecai is just holding his head, bobbing his head, saying, no, no, no. Pops is all excited, saying, 99 times in a row. <laughs> while, yeah. like, I, while headlocking two people one holding one uh with a bearded 
well, I wouldn't say bearded, but he has a fuzzy face or fuzzy beard and one with an eye patch over his eye. So then uh, Mordecai screams, enough, and questions why they're even doing this. Uh, He even points out or he points out the fact that Rigby doesn't even think the chair is comfortable. Uh, Rigby class back saying, so neither do you. But uh, Mordecai explains that he was actually lying and that he was just saying that so Rigby wouldn't uh, want it. But then Rigby also says that he was lying as well. And he, um, with confidence, points to his chest, puts his thumb to his chest saying, I love that chair. Yeah. Um, so real quick before we move on, um, I want you to go back to 757. I know it's a little hard for you on your switch, so mm-hmm. sorry, but um That's pausing fine. at 757, who who in the crowd stands out to you? I see Muscle Man and Fives. Yes. And the reason I mention them is um Muscle Man looks super super weird. He, um, he does. He um he looks uh it's very obvious that they animated him a long time ago mm-hmm. and he was just in here as an extra. And I wrote down um, that uh, possibly, maybe possibly Muscle Man and Fives um, hadn't been created yet as main characters and they were just like extra ensemble characters that they just needed for the scene. Yeah. And then later on, they ended up uh, picking them to be in the main cast. Um you might make the point being like, whoa, hold on, Jason. We literally just saw Muscle Man and Vibes earlier. Um, except we didn't, because in the original version, and we're going to get to this later, that scene with the My Mom joke was not added. So yeah, th- like what you were saying, like it was, this episode has been dug up and updated a bit just to keep up with um, current jokes and relevancy to uh, what's been happening in the show, because it is season two, so... Yeah, and they, they kind of like beefed up the episode to make it longer. And um, there's a, a long list of changes, and we're going to go through all of them when we get to lunchtime. So, all right. Um, continuing on, um, Mordecai and Rigby, long story short, they're like, oh, yeah, we're, are you just going to end this? Yeah, I am, blah, blah, blah. And then so uh, they go rock, paper, boom, scissors. And then as soon as they tie for the hundredth time, the sky turns all like gray and like diluted, um, and then we hear like a big like um, like a big villain like fizzing out, and then uh, an evil maniacal laugh, and then there's a little dialogue like a voice coming from the sky that no one could see. Since no one can decide, and all that's played is tied one hundred times, I take it upon myself to eat your prize. Um, this was the thing that I was talking about earlier about middle school lunch. Mm-hmm. When we were playing rock, paper, scissors in middle school and um, we kept tying, I know that I definitely recited that little line to make a reference to regular show. Because, you know, um, you know I mean, yeah, we always play games from regular show. Yeah, that's all. Oh, really? No, I was going to say like... I don't think we were in the same lunch period, were we? Um, sixth grade, yes. Sixth grade, yes, because we were in the same block, I guess. Um, yeah, uh, that's when Joe Byrne was there too. Um, seventh grade, uh, we did not have the same lunch. 
eighth grade, I'm not sure. I've, I barely remember. Oh, well, eighth grade, first of all, I, um, I always spent it in the band room, my lunch period, so. Yeah. I remember um, oh, middle wait, school, yeah. we were allowed to eat in the lunchroom. Or we were allowed, if you were in band and or choir, I think you, you were allowed to eat in the band and choir room. Yeah, you, you got to just go to the band room because uh, I guess um, they encouraged kids to like practice. Mm-hmm, and so but... if you, yeah, if you wanted to, you could uh, just go to the band room to practice. But we were there. We did not practice. We just fucked around in the band room the whole time. <laughs> You know what I remember? You know what I remember from the band room from my like two years of being there. Yeah, what? I got. I'm probably the reason why uh, our band director locked the the was it the instrument the instrument room in the back because I think a lot of people uh, went in there uh, just to fuck around. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> I know that I went in there and I kissed a girl. Who'd you kiss in the back room? Oh, I, I, oh wait, I, I know who it is. I'll, I'll censor the name. Sammy. Ooh, actually, no. What? It was actually... N- <gasps> no, what? Yeah, it was No her. way. Oh, dude. Sixth okay, grade, so... I kissed Sammy in the forehead. Did you and Sammy ever kiss? Uh, no, we held hands. Okay, because friggin... You and Sammy, like, well, this is middle school, so I don't even know if we counted, but you guys, yeah. quote unquote, dated in yeah. middle school. Yeah. And, um, I, it was funny because that was sixth grade, and I think, did you guys break up like seventh grade or something, or maybe even I sixth? I don't right, know. So, so, here's the thing in fifth grade, I had a huge crush on, on Sammy, and, I, I was like, I, I was pretty obsessed. Uh, to the point of looking back at it, it was a little weird. Um, yeah. but I really liked her. Like, I, I was looking at my old Diary Wimpy Kid Do no. It Yourself book, and I wrote about her in there. Oh, no. You, so, yo, we need to do a video of us reading those. We we do, because I just found mine the other day. It's funny, because um, I, uh, I found my, all of my old Diary Wimpy Kid books in the basement, and I gave them to my little brother who's like mm. eight years old mm-hmm. and um <laughs> and i'm because like hey like yeah i don't need them and he started reading the dire wimpy kid books at school so i was like hey i have the big collection here have it and then he texts me one day from his ipad um he's like i read your do-it-yourself book who's samantha and like, <laughs> oh, God. I, I think i don't even know where mine are i they're in some some boxes somewhere it could be either my storage or somewhere around the house. I don't know. We we were obsessed with those books back in the day. <sighs> but um, so yeah, once once you and Sammy started dating in sixth grade, I was hella jealous. Do you, oh my god! Actually, um, do you remember, uh, Gabby? Hmm. Yes, I think I liked her before I started getting with Sammy. Um, a lot of kids liked Gabby. Hmm. She's a. I follow her on Instagram. She's a. She kind of thought. Wait, didn't you? Uh, didn't you say that she moved to LA or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's um, kind of a thought. There, there is one thing though that uh, I do want to share. Hmm. Um. <laughs> so, around the time of you and Sammy, that was around the also around the time of uh, me, Joe Byrne, um, that kid Anthony Munoz. And uh, oh, and God, even I you remember him, with Anthony. Yeah, Anthony Munoz. So that was around the time where we were all simping over Maddie. 
Oh, I so, remember. Dude, oh my god. You reminded me of Anthony, and I was just like, dude, he got a big-ass head. That that kid Anthony was kind of a punk. Like, sometimes he, he was chill, but was. sometimes he was not. I, re- I remember I remember he tripped you in math class, and you had to go to the nurse. I Dude, I barely remember it, but now that you're talking about it, yep, I do remember it now. I can't believe Did I was friends with him. Yeah, probably, I so, yeah. So, I was reading my old do-it-yourself book, like I said, and I found this very funny entry that uh, happened in real life. And I think I might have uh, mentioned this before. Uh, um, I had mentioned on the show that uh, um, Joe Byrne and Maddie were dating. And then Anthony said that like, oh, after um, after you two break up, I'm going to date you, Maddie. And then Maddie's like, okay. So this girl had a, like a lineup of guys that she was going to date. Oh. Um, and how, how, how she worded it was, oh yeah, after, uh, Joe Byrne breaks up with me or after I break up with him, I'll date Anthony. Um, so yeah, that's that. But I found a journal entry where I wrote about this exact thing. Um, I wrote about, um, something about like, uh, oh, I actually I have it in front of me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, all of, um, all of my friends are, uh, in love right now. Apparently, they all have girlfriends. Joe Byrne and Maddie are together. Sammy and Josh are together, and Maddie and Anthony are going to be get uh, going to be together when Joe Byrne breaks up with Maddie. Josh, Joe Byrne, and Anthony are always making fun of me, and they say I'm never going to find anyone, and I'll be single for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go on to say, "Let me get something straight. I will, in all caps, I will be with someone at least this year." I'm on a goal right now. I'm going to have to be with someone at least before I turn 12. Oh my god. <laughs> what the fuck? This is the most middle school thing I've ever read. <laughs> you reading before this out loud, I remember this. I remember reading this. Oh my god. Oh yeah, because we always used to read each other's books. Um, what the and then I'm, I really want to find mine. And then I go on to say... Uh, Anthony's gonna go out with Maddie when Joburn breaks up with her, but he's not gonna unless he or Maddie decides not to. So that means I'm gonna make my move. <laughs> cringe. So cringe. And then I, and then uh, this is my favorite part. This is my favorite part right here. Next, I say, we all have a lot of history with Maddie, but I don't. I will have some soon. Ew. Ew. Like I, what does I that say even that. Mean? I. I say that being like, I'm going after the girl that's dated everyone, and I want some of that. You know, like, what the fuck was I on about? What the fuck were we all on about? And then and then I give it a wholesome ending saying, oh, and another important thing you need to know. I don't want to date Maddie just so I could reach my goal. She's the hottest person I've ever oh, met, and, and I love her. Damn, damn, dude. What, what was 11-year-old me going on about? What the hell? If we could go back in time just to talk to ourselves, I feel. Wait, dude, that was that was almost ten years ago. That that was what? Um, if it was uh, that or was not tw- almost. No, that was ten years ago because uh, that was like twenty eleven. Yeah. God, dude, I'm fucking Jeez. old. I read back at all that stuff and I just think that boy ain't right. <laughs> that boy is really not right. <laughs> if you get that reference, I do. Yes, I've been watching a lot of King of the Hill recently. I I noticed. How are you liking the yeah. show? I love King of the Hill. Holy shit! So also propane and propane accessories. So I um 
I sat down to watch King of the Hill. Um, it just crossed my mind out of nowhere one day. Like, I knew of the, sh of the show, but I never watched it. And I was like, yeah, I'll sit down to watch it. And holy shit, it's been a long time since I've had a TV show that actually makes me laugh out loud, like, consistently. Um, it is so funny. And um, funny because when I was a kid, I always used to get scared whenever Adult Swim came on. Because that would usually be the first show that came. Mm-hmm. I always I always got scared of the theme song because I knew I wasn't supposed to be watching it. Oh my god. And I was worried that my mom would hear it from the other room and I'd get in trouble. Every time that show came on, I got really annoyed because I wanted to watch Family Guy, but I would have to get past King of the Hill <laughs> just to watch Family Guy. I mean, yeah, like I feel like out of all those adult swim shows, um King of the Hill wasn't like the most famous one, but it was well oh. known, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, if we're talking about King of the Hill, the the art style looks very like what year did it uh, first air? Nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, that that the art style and the way it's like, uh, made looks very nineteen ninety seven. And I know that they did switch to HD animation later on, but mm -hmm. um, when you watch the old episode, like the aspect ratio is small. Yeah, and um, the animation um. Uh, it looks a little weird. The animation actually scared me a little. I thought it looked like weird. It looked like grainy. Detailed. Yeah. Um, speaking of the the show being made a long time ago, you could definitely tell that this was made in 1997, and the show was definitely based around rednecks in Texas. You know why? Because um, um uh, fuck. Wait, what's what's Hank's friend that wears a white wife beater? Um, Bill. Bill. Yes. Yes. Oh yes. wait. Uh, it was it Bill or uh Boomhauer, or or was it Dale? I don't know. One of them. No, I th I think it's Bill. The what the bald the bald one, not the bald one, but the half bald one. Oh no, it is Bill. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I just got a notification that my AirPod is dying. Oh. Shit. Or at least a right, or at least a right one. Okay. Uh. Shit. Uh, the right one has the microphone. I think. No. Well, oh, I don't oh. think it matters. It's the um, AirPod. Well, dude, if your AirPod dies and your, the microphone dies, I can't hear you, right? Yeah. Okay, so... So we should probably hurry it up. Okay, let, let's hurry up. Right, and enough King of the Hill. So we'll <laughs> talk about it next time in when we're in person. So, oh, my God. Um, we're, um, we are met with um, the big turning point of the episode. Uh, a big whirlpool turns out of the sky. And then the wind starts to blow, the entire crowd runs away, and then Rigby is like, what is that? And then uh, Mordecai's like, come on, let's go. So uh, everyone runs away, one guy gets sucked into the wormhole, and then uh, Rigby is like, this is all your fault. Mordecai's like, how is it my fault? I just wanted to play punchies. And then the chair, which was left behind, starts to get sucked into the wormhole as well, it's starting to move towards it. Uh -uh. Um... Rigby says the chair and then he runs back to go get it. But Mordecai's like, Rigby! So he goes to get Rigby and then Pops gets worried. So he goes and runs after them as well. Um, we cut to Benson and Skips uh, somewhere else in the park. And you could tell because the lighting is normal. Um, Pops phones in on the walkie-talkie saying like, Hello, hello, please someone come quick. Quartz Potsman Shears gone terribly wrong. And then Pops... Uh, Benton says, Pops, where are you? But uh, a big mushroom cloud explodes right behind them, so they know they're at. Um, Benton sighs, and he's like, Skips, take the shortcut. I'll go around back. 
Skips gets out of the cart and then he, uh, we get like this big like running shot where it's all blurry and he jumps into the bushes. Uh, Benson drives away and he kind of goes across the screen. He's like, idiots. Pausing at 9.14. So there's a fun fact about regular show that I'm not uh, sure a lot of people know. So are you talking about um, like the background cages? Yes. Do you know what that's about? Is that a zoo? So originally... The premise of regular show was supposed to be Mordecai, Rigby, and the park gang working instead of a park. They worked at a human zoo. Oh my god! And um, once when JG Quintel uh, pitched this episode to Cartoon Network, they suggested uh, that the characters work at a park instead, and JG Quintel uh, uh, agreed. But you could still see remnants of this human zoo. In this episode, and that's what those cages are. And I, I, again, I don't think anyone caught that. Yeah, no one caught it. And like, unless if you like know like the that fact about regular show, then that's what those are. Um, and this is once again because this episode was made like way way back in the day. Um, that's why we see it because those backgrounds were probably like drawn in. You know. Mm-hmm. One more thing, I like to point out. Um, mm-hmm. I had in my notes that the. You know how in every regular show, the color of the when the tone shift or the color change of or the turning point, sorry, the turning point mm-hmm. of every regular show episode, it's like sort of dark reddish, maybe even. It's like a dark red. Uh, I had this note too. Instead, what color is it? It's variations of purple. So the uh, the tree leaves are like lavender. Some of the bushes are actually like magenta ish purple. The sky is like all over the place kind of purple it's a lot of mixtures of purple yeah and even a little bit of like pink pastel in there and um yeah, yeah, yeah. the the black lines like around the characters are purple instead of black oh yeah so, so yeah, it's this, very interesting i, I don't know i think would you prefer more like this i don't know if they i don't remember if they just use it for this episode or if they put it into other ones um the only other time we see purple uh, coloring was in Jinx. That was mm. only because the monsters yeah. were purple themselves. Um, I, I feel like I prefer the classic red. Yeah. Okay. We cut back to the wormhole where uh, Rigby is holding onto the chair. Mordecai is holding onto Rigby, and Pops is holding onto Mordecai, but Pops is uh, holding onto the a light post. Which, looking closely, I don't think he's really hugging it or anything his feet kind of just stuck onto the lamppost yeah 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 but yeah but it's a it's a tiny detail no one really needs to pay attention to that so then we get a quick shot of uh the wormhole and we see a green monster pop its head out but then gets sucked right back into it by its own tentacles and i'm assuming and the wormhole gets bigger and bigger and it gets more intense uh, all three of them, Pops, Mordecai, and Rigby, and even the chairs start going into the the hole. But uh, Pops gets caught by another than Skips, who is literally holding everyone down by himself without holding on to anything else. Yo, Skips fucks. Skips does fuck. Um, <laughs> so then Skips, having a little bit of dialogue, ask what did they do uh benson then pulls up behind skips 
and explains that they were playing rock, paper, scissors. And um, he tells Skips to grab on. Skips adds on saying, don't you know, that's an evil game. Uh, Benson yells to everyone to hold on. Pops relays this message to Mordecai. Mordecai tries to relay it to Rigby. But once he turns over to Rigby, he sees that Rigby, Rigby is half inside the wormhole. Like um, half of his body is held inside the wormhole, I mean. Yeah, not good. Not good. Um, so then Benson sees this and puts the the cart into, into drive. The tire screeches and Rigby starts to get pulled out, yelling while still grabbing onto the chair. Benson makes it towards the park or to the house garage, but it is touching the garage, so they don't have any more uh, room to drive. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all stuck and then they don't know what to do. So that that's when Skip says, what do we do? And then Benson yells at them saying like, you guys have to break the tie. And then Mordecai tells to Rigby, he's like, dude, we have to end this. Uh, I'm going to throw rock. Okay. And then Rigby, of course, being Rigby, he's like, yeah, right. I don't believe you. And then Mordecai is like, he panics. He's like, I'm not kidding. Benson tells them to hurry up. So they do one last rock, paper, scissors. Uh, Benson says, do it now. And then they finally break the tie. Rigby wins. The lighting is back to normal. We're back to like part green. The wormhole's gone. The monster's gone. And um, it looks like a tornado kind of swept by because all like there's trees and branches everywhere, leaves falling. Um, they're all lying on the ground. And then they get up. And then Mordecai like, kind of like um, like calls to Rigby. He's like, "Oh, did, did you win, man? I think you won." Rigby says, "Like it doesn't matter. I wasn't able to hold on to that chair anyway." Uh, Pops points over. He's like, "Look." And then we see that the chair got cut in half, um, just clean in half. And then Mordecai and Rigby are like, oh, cool. Benton interrupts. He's like, oh, no, you don't. You're not getting that chair. But here's what you do get. And he it looks mad. Um, he points to the cart, which is flipped over. He's like, you guys get to flip that cart back over. You're going to throw that chair away. And then you're going to clean this whole mess. Pops, you're coming with me. And you two idiots, if this isn't cleaned up when I get back, you're fired. He turns all red. And then uh, Skips, Pops, and Benson walk away back into the house, and, uh, leaving Mordecai and Rigby to clean up the mess. And then Mordecai, uh, calling back to at the beginning of the episode, he says, Okay, starting now, let's both promise not to do anything in screwing this up. Are agreed? Agreed. Then after a couple st- seconds of silence, Rigby says, Rock, paper, scissors on who gets to drive the cart. And then they start all over again. <laughs> and that's when the episode ends. Oh. Uh, <sighs> what a journey. What a what a fantastic way to end an episode. Oh, no, my mic! Uh, talk no. right now. Uh, no, 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 no. My my headphone mic, the one I'm recording oh, with. Oh, your headphone mic. Yeah, oh, no. That's probably not a pleasant sound. Yeah, no, well, you're probably not going to like it. <laughs> Oh, it's alright. I'll edit it as much as I can. But, mm-hmm. Or I'll leave it in so the listeners can suffer. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so anyways, right. I don't know what else to do besides go into lunchtime after that. Lunchtime! Lunchtime!
lunch time. I just I just finished my yakisoba noodles from Costco. And I'm mm. still hungry. That's how much I haven't eaten today. I've been I've been starving a bit. I've had a really busy day. I, I was at I was at work today in the city. I took the train back and I drove home and uh, um but I'm back for a long fun weekend. Mm. That includes recording a lot, so that's yeah. good. Um, um before what's up? I was gonna I was gonna say I'm debating if I should go out after work tomorrow to buy my camera. Ooh, yeah, because you're planning on getting a DSLR. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Depending on uh, what the weather is like tomorrow. True, yeah. We sh- uh, we're we supposed to... I'm not sure if this is uh, Chicago only or if it's in our area too, but we are getting some rain this weekend. So before we get into uh, uh, lunchtime, I do have a, uh, some trivia, and we're going to go down the big list of differences of this episode from the pilot. So, first we have trivia. Uh, Like we said, this is an updated and extended version of the pilot episode made to act as a prequel for the rest of the series. Trivia two, when Skip says, what do we do? And then Benson says, you have to break the tie. These voice lines were not swapped for this version. It was that way in the pilot episodes because um, the creators hadn't confirmed who was supposed to be the smart one, Skip or Benson. Mm-hmm. In the end, it turned out to be skips, but they still didn't swap the lines. The reason for this is unknown. I always had that note too, because um, usually skips has the answer to everything. Yeah. So I was surprised. I was always like uh, kind of surprised that skips was the one who asked, "What do we do?" and Benson gave the advice. Um, but now we have an explanation. Uh, so even I learned something, and that's exactly why we do the show. Differences from the pilot. All right, here we go. This is a long list. So in first day. Muscle Man and High Five Ghost appear in the episode, and Muscle Man says a My Mom joke, and he, Pops, and High Five Ghost laugh. That does not appear in the pilot episode. So yeah, basically everything that I'm reading does not appear in the pilot, because the pilot is like a short version of this episode. Mm-hmm. Continuing on, uh, the opening sequence showing the park's environment and Mordecai and Rigby arriving is not in there. In the end of the pilot, Mordecai... And Rigby asked to play uh, Rock, Paper, Scissors for whom to drive the cart. But in this episode, Rigby asked Mordecai instead of Mordecai asking Rigby. Um, the scene where Mordecai and Rigby stretch before they play is added. Mordecai and Rigby are shown waking up in their rooms. Rigby tells Pops that he should throw the chair out at one point, And Pops says that he was. And then Mordecai comments that the chair looks awesome. Mordecai tries to do those weird positions in the chair in many ways to feel comfortable. Uh, There's also an added ending where Mordecai and Rigby say they won't screw up the job again. Um, Also, Mordecai asks Rigby how they're going to play rock, paper, scissors. One, two, three, go. One, two, three, shoot on three. Uh, In the beginning, Mordecai and Rigby agree they won't screw up the job, but at the end of the episode, they agreed the same thing from the start. Pops is also uh, shown speaking over walkie-talkie, announcing Mordecai and Rigby are playing the game. Uh, Rigby is edited with more teeth in in some original scenes from the pilot. Benson also had nostrils in some scenes of the pilot, but in this version, his nostrils are gone. Uh, Like Benson, Skip's nostrils were also more prominent in the pilot, especially in the scenes where he's holding Pops and the cart. They were mostly edited out with the exception of him grunting after asking Benson what to do. Um, Skips' eyelashes are also edited out when he asks Benson what to do. And finally, the scene where Benson is stepping on the cart's gas pedal was shortened slightly. 
And those are all the differences from the pilot. I mean, I think regardless of the changes, the episode still would have worked out the way it was. I think they only did it to just extend it. Well, obviously to extend it, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and we highly encourage all of you to go back and watch the original pilot because it's cool to see how it's different. And also like the first ever um, like a, a artifact, if you will, of regular show, you know? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, wait, wait. It wasn't like, I think it was during season one where either someone DM'd us a storyboard uh, video of regular show. I believe it was Jacoby Gaming um, Mm -hmm. who, uh, yeah, so how they make every single storyboard of regular show is J.G. Quintel uh, draws the entire episode frame by frame on little sticky notes as a little... um, as a little blueprint script thing. Um, so there's this really cool episode of um, uh, Quintel just like uh, running through the entire uh, power episode and narrating it from the sticky notes. So it's kind of crazy that he does that all that he did that basically by him. Well, not basically by himself, but like he majority did it by himself. And that came out of his head. Yeah, it's really cool how they make these episodes. And considering that each episode takes nine months to make each, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Pop culture references. Um, as we heard, I'm Alright by Kenny Loggins plays at the beginning of the episode. And production notes. This episode attracted 2.634 million viewers at its premiere, making it the most viewed episode of season two. I mean, obvi- I wouldn't say obviously, but it's a pretty solid episode. Yes, and we're going to get into that in lunchtime, so take it away. So, uh, in this episode of Regular Show, who do you consider the protagonist of it? Um, Mordecai and Rigby. I'd, I'd also say it's Mordecai and Rigby. Yeah, because, well, I mean, it's their first day, we get their backstory, so, you know. Exactly, it's their, it's their day. Um, mm-hmm. Who would you consider the antagonist? See... For this one, I kind of found it a little bit tricky. Me too. Yeah. But I, I think after watching it again, I'd say it was, it's basically just the Rock, Paper, Scissors game in general. Um, I wrote that. Um, well, I, I kind of wrote that. But uh, I also said the antagonist, it, this is very interesting. Maybe it's the chair, you know? It's the chair? So I, I remember when we broke down the power, we said that maybe the antagonist was the power keyboard mm-hmm. because that's kind of like the the mastermind behind it all. Um, they were arguing over the chair, and that's what caused this entire mess. Oh, um, yeah. So, but I also wrote um, the antagonist technically also is the green monster that we see in the wormhole for a split second. Yeah, um, well, you didn't really so, do much. Uh, yeah, here's the thing, I. I um, have seen this episode many times ever since I was a little kid, but uh, it wasn't until right now where I actually like studied the episode for the podcast. Mm-hmm. I ever noticed that green monster. Really? Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure I saw it, but like it never ever crossed my mind because it's on the screen for a, a single damn second, you know? So yeah. it didn't do anything. So technically it's the antagonist, but it didn't do antagonist things. Well, it did, but you know. Do you, do you think that green monster was the um, was the the pre-evolution of what the fuck was that eyeball? Oh, peeps. 
Yeah, Peeps. You think he was a pre-evolution of Peeps? Oh, maybe because... They're both uh, green. He, he was looking down on them uh, playing mm. the Rock, Paper, Scissors game. Hmm. Hmm. So, moving on. Uh, did you find any O's or Hmm's? Um, there were zero O's in this episode, but there was one mm, hmm. It was. Or... A, it's a little tiny bit. It was a little tiny one. Yeah, but we're making it up. But, you know. Yeah, we're. I, I, yeah, well, I'm definitely considering it. I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, were there any adult jokes that you spotted in this episode? Uh, no adult jokes. I. You know what? I was gonna say when they were doing when they were grabbing stuff uh, for their breakfast. The soggy oat nuts one. How was how was that an adult joke? Soggy oat nuts. Soggy, soggy oat nuts. nuts. Oh, soggy nuts. Okay, is that what it said on the box? I didn't see it. I mean, you go back and you can see that the cereal actually says soggy oat nuts, but replace oats oh. with soggy nuts. Oh, because a lot of JG Quintel's old cartoons were more vulgar. If you see, if you've seen, um. Two in the AM PM, you'll know. Mm-hmm. I, I still want to watch uh, Close Enough. I've only gotten through probably like two or three episodes. Yeah, I've watched a couple episodes, but I haven't seen it a lot. I, re- I really want to watch it. Yeah. So were, 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 were there any iconic regular show moments that you spotted here? Um, At the beginning when they say milk, cereal, combine. Mm-hmm. Um. Because, I mean, that was the first time Mordecai and Rigby ever made their appearance ever in regular... Well, technically, Mordecai made an appearance in 2 in the AM, PM. But, mm-hmm. but, uh, but you know, in, in regular show universe, that was that. Um, yeah. And also, I kind of wrote this entire episode because it derived from the pilot, you know? Yeah, I was going to say that, too. Like, people. this entire episode itself is pretty iconic. Oh, dude, I think your oh, AirPod no. died. I can't hear you. Oh, no. Oh no! Up, oh, yep. Okay. <clears throat> uh, I said this entire show or this entire episode uh, itself is pretty. Yeah, iconic. I agree. That's exactly what I put. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, w- were there any real life music that was used during this episode? Yes, there was. I'm all right by Kenny Loggins right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So then, what would you rate this uh, based off of memory? Um, this. This is a five, um, because, uh, you know, it, it, it's their backstory. It's a prequel. It's the pilot episode all in one. And, mm-hmm. um, also I, I love this episode as a kid. So I do, I do too. I, I'd also give this a five. There we go. So would you say this is a skip or a must watch? Uh, this is a must watch, uh, not only cause it's good, but it's literally their backstory and it's, it's the damn pilot, you know? Mm-hmm. You have to watch it. I would also say must watch. I would even recommend this to be the first episode to for people to watch even. Oh, if you want to watch it chronologically, that's cool. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, then, so then would you consider this episode good or bad? I mean, this, obviously good. Yep, this was a good episode. I, I think I wrote in my notes that this was even per, like a perfect episode. Yeah, you know, like... I, we can't even knock, like, the animation, because usually, like, back in season one, we always um, made notes about the animation, and we always kind of, like, uh, we lost a little points for the episode because the animation was down, but, like, we, it, it would be unfair to do that now because it's from 
the iconic uh, first pilot, you know? No, yeah, like even even if it wasn't the pilot or anything like that, um, ex- how the episode is like explaining the the characters and their personalities did a really good job of how uh, obviously portraying them because exactly. it gives the, it gives the audience like uh some knowledge of who they are and what they're about i think that's yeah. that's a good that's what i mean like if if i was gonna recommend an episode i'd say this one yeah this is definitely uh, one that you should watch early on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right so in the end so far in the regular show we have 45 o's and 30 hmms we just hit 30 for that so there we go mm. nice yes all right so thanks so much for tuning in to season two episode 25 first day um if you enjoyed this episode um go and give us a good rating on spotify and apple podcast and uh also you can follow our twitter which is at excellent pod that's where we post when we're not recording and we also have a tiktok uh which is found by typing in the excellent podcast in the search bar on tiktok uh we're back to um, slowly uploading more videos there um and stay tuned for the next episode because for the next two maybe three episodes we will be in person so uh have a ball I, with that i do okay i, I was gonna say th- these are my blastings because i really needed to do this for probably the longest time wait wait what do you need to do for the longest time i needed a fucking pee okay so thanks so much for listening josh is gonna go pee and we'll see you next time <laughs> Go, Josh, go. I'm going to cut my recording right now. (laughs) Did he make it? Did he not? Find out in the next episode.